Hello, my name is Brenda. She, her. I'm Austin. He, they, she. And this is... Secret Secret Histories of of Nerd Nerd Mysteries. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Secret History of Nerd Mysteries. My name is host Brenda. I'm host Austin, don't worry, Austin. we we fact-checked Austin. that episode number, everybody. Austin is laughing at the episode number because I was pretty convinced it was episode 16, and it's definitely not at 17. I mean, it's cool. When we were on episode like 8 or something, everyone, I sent Brenda, Brenda is our editing producing, I sent her the like file labeled episode 10 and she just she just accepted she didn't say anything (laughs) it was earlier than that it was like episode four and you're like yep this is 10 and i was like okay (laughs) and then when we got to episode 10 i tried to was like save episode 10 my computer's like you already did that kid and i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh now it's a problem (laughs) yeah well we didn't plan any nerd news nah there's a lot there's a lot going on there's There's those those new mutants, those those rascally kids, and yep, <laughs> that's less than ideal. Yes, um, yeah, that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't plan a lot because it's all over the internet. But in short, if you if you don't keep up with Marvel movie franchises, New Mutants comes out this as of this recording this week, and it comes out the twenty eighth of August. It's meant to be the bridge between, like, the Sony-Marvel merger hoopla. Or not Sony. Uh, Fox. Fox. Wow. <laughs> anyway, it's meant to be, like, the this is how we're going to explain these two worlds combining. And so I was like, well, I'm not alone. I think I have to see it. But the director is not great. They cat So Sunspot is Afro-Latinx in the New Mutants comics. And for the movie they cast a brazilian actor but he is white to my understanding um and when the director hasn't been interviewed about it because new mutants has been trying to come out for the last 800 years <laughs> they just they haven't done like pr stuff because every time it almost comes out it doesn't so now they're actually coming out and they're doing pr stuff and they you know people asking the director the hard question of like hey so the whole internet's been mad about this for like six years what do you have to say about it and the director essentially was like there's not racism, you're being dumb. <laughs> uh, and he's making an X-Men movie, so... Yeah, when is someone who, like, <laughs> understands the X-Men and, like, the whole allegory of the X-Men? <laughs> yeah, I don't when know. It... I don't know what you think the X-Men are an allegory for. But I just, no one ever gets it right. No. <laughs> um, and by no one, I mean all of the white men who have been in charge of this franchise. So... And I mean in the comics, too. Yeah, X-Men's had a... Gets boiled down to, like, cool super power team pretty often, and it's it's very much not that, which is, I feel like, a hard balance they have of, like, when they don't do that, like, it's more complex, and it makes it harder to read as a comic, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
And then when they do do that, it's boring. (laughs) And so it's... I think... (laughs) It's rough. I think someone can get it right. Somehow. (laughs) The House of X Powers of Ten was like, all right. But again, it was like very big, very complex. Some pages were just prose, everybody. So... That, yeah, that that's was... like what it took to like get close. Yeah, that was close, and then I feel like they immediately like lost it. They were just oh like, yeah, oh because it was Hickman, and Hickman's writing is like very notorious for being confusing. Oh yeah, on purpose maybe, but a lot of the time for me personally, it kind of always just falls into like oh this is supposed to be very profound and weird, and to me it's just like weird. <laughs> yeah, so maybe one day. Uh, there's there's a really good uh, it's they they made those like story podcasts with Wolverine and those are very good. Oh yes, those are amazing. And that um, I would love to see those. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do that thing where I take one medium and I'm like it's got to be a movie. But it'd be cool to see like a mini series or something like just like fr- like from that exact thing like a. Uh, even like ten minute animated shorts from it or something because it was it was like very good. Yeah, those were. I listened to the first one and I was like, wow. And then they tried to adapt it into a comic and I was like, this isn't as good. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. Like some some mediums are just like good in their own form. The second one is rough because there's more fighting and like mm. fighting in an audio medium only is not great. <laughs> you just hear punching. Yeah, you just hear like, oh, I'm Wolverine. Ah! <laughs> You hear like metal on metal, no, yeah, yeah. and you're like, eh. and then the fighting stops, and and then you're and then you're like, but who won the fight? Because you can't see, you can't see, you can't see. Like you have to wait for the narrator to just be like, okay, Wolverine, Wolverine stands up, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, so that's going on. Um, there's not much other big, like nothing got announced or anything. I don't know. Oh, Uh-oh. wait a second. We haven't. Okay, it feels like it was a hundred years ago. We haven't had a chance to talk about Batman. Oh God, yeah. So we record on Thursdays, everyone. So like, the Batman trailer came out the day after we recorded last episode. Yeah, it was when I was editing because I was like sitting outside with my laptop and I was just like, oh, everyone was like, Brenda, 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 Batman. Oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, last last weekend was DC fandom. And I was in the woods, Brenda was on a porch, and we talked about it incessantly. Like, we texted about it all night. Yeah. I was uh, pretty, like, I was expecting not to have anything come out of DC fandom that I was interested in, so I was like, my dad was, like, telling you about it, and I was like, I'm not gonna listen to it, I'm not gonna watch any panels. Yeah, I was like, and... I, I don't care. And then, yeah, our, actually, the biggest actual news is Static Shock. Yes. Holy shit. Okay, everybody. I'm sorry. Recording a podcast like a week before you listen to it, everyone, is very hard. Yeah, because all of you guys are like probably like, oh, yeah, well, we already heard. We're like, oh, my God. Can you believe it? Static is back. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking stoked. So we'll, at some point, we'll definitely do a static and milestone and and that stuff. Um, But to, like, a brief history, Milestone Comics was in a long legal dispute with DC. Um, the details of which I don't know, and I don't know if that's because I didn't look hard enough or if it's, like, part of... Because they reached some sort of settlement outside of mm-hmm. court. And so I'm sure a lot of that settlement involves, like, them not 
telling people the like nitty gritty of what was wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, but they reached a settlement. Uh, it was, I believe the lawsuit was officially like the creators of Milestone Comics and Dwayne McDuffie's wife. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie is, was like the, I don't want to say mastermind because that sounds evil. The, the good master. Yeah, the good ma. He was like the, the, the like chief creator of Milestone. Like he, it was him and a bunch of other black creators, and he's the one who went to DC and was like, "We're gonna do this. You can be on board or not." Um, but Dwayne McDuffie sadly passed away, and so like his wife's carried on a lot of the, like his spirit, like has been the one in the room for him, kind of thing. Um, all that to say, a DC fandom now that the Milestone legal dispute's done, the team behind the dispute feels happy and they were glad to come back to do milestone with dc and they announced static shock will be back with his own original graphic novel and um and a movie in the works yes so that's i i am i cried (laughs) i'm so excited i'm excited like the original graphic novel i think is going to be really good because dc's put out some really really incredible ogns for like teens Mm -hmm. and like young adults Mm -hmm. like those are some of the best stuff that they've put out. I'm definitely not biased because we know the artists of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legitimately it, really good. It is really good. DC is DC has like such fertile ground for characters. And I feel like in the original graphic novels, editorials like, well who cares? It's not canon. Yeah. And, I mean, so you and you're like, I whatever. mean it is, but okay. <laughs> um Yeah. And so they just let people kind of like go do their thing because it's not in their quote unquote mainline canon that they use to make movies off of or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just one where um, Batman's in high school and also mm-hmm. he's Asian. So. Um, oh, yo. Then, yeah. So, sorry. Speaking of speaking oh, yeah. of Batman, uh, yeah. the writer, the writer and creator from 12 Years a Slave. Uh, yes. Oh my god, I just forgot his name. Oh. It's like a name when I see it. You know. Anyway, uh, that creator is working on a Batman story that's com- that's going to start coming out next year. They have not said if it's an original graphic novel. And, and like they haven't said if it's like Black Label or like what it is. Uh, but he's working on a Batman story and he said... Um, he pretty much said Batman's gonna be black. So... Yes. That's amazing. I don't... I... I want DC to just let him let it let that be the mainline Batman. I know they won't, but that would be great. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be really good. I hope. Sometimes there's. Has he written comics before? Because sometimes there's like always like some growing pains he between has, the two mediums. I didn't find anything that he's written comics before. I'm hoping because I know like like Ta-Nehisi Coates jumped over and did Black Panther and then Captain America for a while, and he had growing pains because mm-hmm. he writes pretty good prose books but like writing a comic script for an artist is different Mm -hmm. um but i'm hoping because he's from film like script writing for movies and plays is like similar to comics you know for direction yeah i'm hoping that it's i feel like the growing pains people have is like in comics especially superhero books people expect a fight but I think you could write a great Batman book where he, like, doesn't fight until the end or whatever, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Like, um, I feel like the best Batman books are ones where he isn't just fighting, because he's a, he's a detective. The, um, I, he's he's the one of the flagship characters for Detective Comics. It's Yeah, <laughs> he's, 
Detective <laughs> Comics is now just about him. It's just his book now. But he doesn't do any detective work. Like, can Batman, like, solve a mystery for once? Just once. <laughs> it's. I feel like that brings us to the... I mean, there are a lot of big things that a DC fandom... Um, like, a, like, more than I expected that I was excited mm-hmm. for, but the quote-unquote big one was the Robert Pattinson Batman trailer. The Batman. Yes. The, the Batman. Emo Bruce. I'm here for it. <laughs> I have reservations still. Yes. Because I really don't want another punch Batman, and they really... Yes. And, and I know the first trailer and the point of trailers is to get people to see it, and I know what people love is they're, like, punching Batman. But it's so boring. It's so boring. And in the trailer, there's this one scene that really, like, it didn't upset me, but it was like a, that's a yellow flag, maybe not a red flag, where he is, mm. he's, like, stalking on Gotham, and he finds a bunch of people in clown makeup, which is obviously alluding to the Joker. This Batman is, like... They're not doing a, like, Batman restart. They're like, you know who the fucking Batman is and, like, his villains, you, you know? know? You know um, him. Don't waste our time. <laughs> <laughs> um, And he, like, is, like, wailing. Like, there's a bunch of dudes and he just starts beating the shit out of one of them. And someone, after, like, a guy's like, who are you? And then he beats this guy to, d- vaguely to death. He's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's pretty much dead. Yeah, and, and he looks up and he's like, "Vengeance!" Instead of saying, <laughs> instead of saying "Batman," which is like what everyone expects him to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine, um, and we're both like on the page. Like, we have to know if like this is just going to be punching Batman, like violent, because like the Batfleck um, definitely killed people. Like, yep, <laughs> just killed guys. He just killed guys. That was like very alarming. Me just sitting in the theater, being like, "Guess I'm gonna watch Batman v Superman." And then Batman just like kills a man, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Um, Batman's opening me. scene, he walks in, and he just I I feel like he like shoots a guy with like a battering thing. Yeah, it's like it's not a gun, but it's it's a, a gun. gun. <laughs> it's it's still a gun. <laughs> like you're like, oh yeah, yeah, Batman. He shoots a guy. No, not Batman. <laughs> Oh god, that's not Batman, that's not Batman. (laughs) Yeah, so that's gonna hinge on, like, kind of what the approach is. I don't have enough information. I think Robert Pattinson looks good in the suit. I think the suit looks good. Yep. But I do wish the Batmobile wasn't a tank. Yep. I like nice cars. Also, why does the Batmobile have to be a tank? Why is it a tank? I really... Because, like, they got... Because, like, Selena Kyle's black. And... Yeah. Commissioner Gordon's black. And so, like, I'm like, okay, well, you got me. Um... And it seems like they're alluding to a mystery, but not a good one, because it's clearly the Riddler. Yeah, I don't know. Are they going to try to be like, whoop, not the Riddler? It's the Riddler. It's the Riddler. So, yeah. And the only thing I can think of is, like, the Riddler is a more... He's not a punch villain. Like, the Riddler's never really conveyed as, like, a person that fights Batman. He's like, whoa, whoa, I don't fight. (laughs) Um, I'm a toothpick. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would enjoy if it is more of a, like, race across Gotham kind of thing. That's usually what Riddler does to Batman. He's like, I've left you these 40 riddles around the city. And as you solve them, you'll get closer to catching me, Batman. Like, that, and like, I, that's, that's fine. Yeah. And even if Batman, because it seems like they're alluding that the Riddler killed Alfred. 
And I'm like, I, I understand if that happened to Batman, he would become unhinged because Alfred is the one who's like, hey, you should take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Eat something, throws a grilled cheese at him. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I understand if that happened, that's the what would happen. But it's still, like, the choice of, like, what story they're trying to tell with Batman. So, yeah, we'll see. I we don't know it. a lot. I'm more optimistic. Last piece of Batman-related news, and then we'll get on to our topic, if you're chill with that. Yeah. Um, Gotham Knights is a new video game oh, from yeah. uh, WB Montreal. So it's not by Rock City, which I think is good, because some allegations about Rock City have come out recently. Um, so it is a multiplayer Batman game in which Bruce Wayne is dead. Yep. <laughs> and you play Red Hood, Nightwing, Robin... Who I thought the Robin was Damien, but some people are like, it's Tim. It's, Which, what did you think? It's it's totally Damien, right? It's Damien, right? Okay. If it's not if it's not Damien, I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel sorry for Tim because he always gets just like shoved aside. Like, <laughs> oh, you're the, you're the bad Robin, I guess. Which the bad Robin is obviously Jason. Yeah. Who gets to be in this game. Um, and Batgirl. He gets to play as Batgirl, which is pretty exciting. Yes. Uh, I'm stoked because there's going to be like online multiplayer so you can kind of get your crew together. Um, so start figuring out which one you're going to play now because I'm definitely Nightwing. I'm I'm, da I'm Damien. If it's not Damien, then I'm Batgirl. So. Yeah. I'm definitely not Red Hood. No. Also, to l letting people know now when that game comes out, we're the, what we're doing is playing that game. I don't know what you expect from this podcast, but it'll <laughs> just be us playing that game. I'm like, is this why I get a PS5? If there's a Batman special edition PS5 for this game, like there was for um, Arkham Knight for the mm -hmm. PS4, oh, I'm, I'm getting it. I just have to get it. Yeah, I'm excited for the idea of like adding more Bat children because yes. games love DLC and I love DLC when it gives me what I want. So like, they're definitely going to have DLC packs of like, if Tim's not in it, like Tim and Signal and like Bat, like, oh, like other bat fam members yeah cassandra kane you could make like a whole second string team of like signal cassandra kane um tim they could have like person. there's the the robin from the the bad frank miller book oh uh carrie kelly yeah my brain was like terry mcginnis and it's like he's from the future i guess he could be in this game if they were like oh Time travel. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, he's here. It's Terry. It's also like the game just got announced. I'm like, those people could just be in the game. Like, yeah, they're clearly focusing on the characters that, are the, that we know the most. Like everyone knows Nightwing. Every, honestly, everyone knows Red Hood, which is weird to me. Um. <laughs> yeah, they just had a poll, like the official Gotham Knight, like Gotham Knights Twitter. Just Okay, you're going to hear some hammering, guys. My dad's installing a sink. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you're gonna, they had a poll mm -hmm. and they were like, which is the best? And I was like, okay, Nightwing. And then I looked at the results, the Twitter results, mm -hmm. and it was like almost Nightwing, but Red Hood, fucking Red Hood edged out just a little bit more. And People I'm like- People in their fucking gun. I don't, listen, Red Hood <laughs> was made for a very special subsect of Batman fans and they're the loudest Batman fans. Well, girls love him. Not to generalize, but it's definitely true because he's like, he's moody, mm -hmm. he's a sad boy, so 
there's also that. So there's like the very specific set of Batman fans who really likes the like, oh, he's got guns. And then there's like the girls who are like, oh, God, he's so tortured. (laughs) (laughs) And combine their forces together and he becomes the most popular. (laughs) So it's wild. What if they put in this is my last thing. What if they put in the Nightwing that like lost his memories recently? Oh, Rick Grayson. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Rick. I'm not Dick. I'm I'm Rick. Rick. Anyway. And I shaved off all my hair, and I work at a bar, and I'm not going to be Nightwing, so there's going to be four other cop, literal cops that are going to be Nightwing now, because I won't do it. Anyway, people, that's the state of modern Batman writing. Oh, I know that was like a year ago, but God, that whole thing was like written by Scott Liddell, and I absolutely, des- I'll say it, I absolutely despise him. I, Absolutely. I didn't even read that. I just heard, I saw it online, like, Nightwing's lost his memories. And I was like, oh, okay, what happened? And I just, like, was scrolling through the article that had the screenshots. And I'm like, this is not good. You're, first of no. all, you're telling me Batman doesn't have a backup of everyone's brain? I don't believe you. I, I literally don't believe you. <laughs> he has to. And it's, like, the issue where, because um, he gets shot in the head. Yeah. Which, is, which yeah. Oh. That issue is very powerful because, like, Bruce absolutely, like, has to choose, like, between his family. Oh, it's a good issue yeah. where that happens. It's written very well. It's Tom King. So um, that was, like, very emotionally impactful. And it immediately rolls into just, like, my name's Rick. But you dare call me Dick. <laughs> ah! He runs on to Bloodhaven. <laughs> what are we actually talking about today? Blockbuster. Blockbuster. I knew it. <laughs> I absolutely um, know it. That ties in because one of um, Nightwing's villains is Blockbuster. I'm sorry, what? Oh, <laughs> not Blockbuster the chain, but Blockbuster the <laughs> Batman villain slash Nightwing villain. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But anyway, I'm, Nightwing's I'm Blockbuster the villain, Blockbuster the chain of um, a, a video rental stores that opened on October 19th, 1985. Um, we all know what Blockbuster is. If you're... I'm, I'm just thinking of Nightwing in front of a Blockbuster. I'll take you down now, old man. I'm never paying my late fee. He like flips up, like fuck you, Blockbuster. And like the poor teenager working the counter is just like, sir, I make minimum wage. I just need you to pay your late fee. I can't let you check out this copy of Care Bears Volume 2. I'll never pay the late fee. My late fee. And, like, Babs is standing behind him with, like, her her hand on her face and just being like, oh, my God, why are you like this? <laughs> he, like, rushes the store. I'll never pay the late fee. And, like, Bada rings away. And Babs is like, oh, how much was it? <laughs> she just puts, like, $20 on the counter, like, just take it. I'm really God. sorry. He's he's always like this. He's like this at family dinners. He's like this when we go out to eat. He's like, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was really bad about keeping this one a secret this week because I just very desperately wanted to talk to you about the last blockbuster, which we'll get to. Um, we'll get to the last blockbuster, but first... Um, I think I astral projected into the blockbuster last into a blockbuster last night. Like literally, I was just in the blockbuster and I was like, "Wow, I'm here again." <laughs> I mean, I told you I had a so I had a dream about me and Brenda driving to a blockbuster. I don't know if it was the last blockbuster or like because the block there used to be a blockbuster in Grand Rapids where mm-hmm. we both lived for a bit. Um, like 
up the road essentially from where I went to college. I don't know if it was that one or where, like where it was. But we were like at Blockbuster and they had the Pokemon Snap peripheral we talked about a while ago. Yeah. And we like played that, and then we like checked out a Batman game. I think I don't think it was Gotham Knights. It was just said like Batman on it, and it was a game. Batman for the NES from Sunsoft. Maybe. <laughs> I played that game. Yeah, it's not bad. Sunsoft yeah. can make good games. But yeah, it was a it was a good dream. Yeah. I mean Blackbusters was such a big part of our childhoods. And we kinda of touched on this a little bit in the Pokemon Snap episode. So if like y'all haven't listened to that, um go check it out because we talk pretty in depth about like just what Blockbuster means to like our generation and like what generations after us are like missing out on mm-hmm. from not having this as a resource. Yeah. Um, and since Blockbuster's a little more well-known, I just kind of found, instead of, like, going through its whole history, which is mostly just a lot of, like, this CEO came around, and then this CEO came around, right. I just found some interesting Blockbuster facts that I figured we could kind of, uh, expound upon. Yeah. Um, and there's some doozies. So, like I said, Blockbuster opened October 19th in, um, 1985. This is around the time in the 80s when VHS machines were kind of starting to come out down in price. And then Betamax is also the other format that was kind of current at this time. If you're like a Gen Z-er and you don't know what a Betamax tape is, imagine a VHS tape. They're a little bit smaller. Um, They had higher video quality and um, they could fit more whole film in them. Um, This format took off in like Asia and Japan more so than VHSs did. But in America, it didn't really, it never really caught on. Um, my my dad is like absolutely notorious for picking the wrong format in like, <laughs> technology wars. So like for example, he had a Betamax, he had an eight track player, um, Oof. instead of a cassette player, uh-huh. and he still listens to that thing. That thing is like hooked up right now, and there's eight tracks everywhere. Um, and then what was the other one? Laserdisc. I was like, they do Laserdisc and not DVD. Yeah, so we had tons, we got rid of them. We sold them, which I kind of regret because I would love to have a laserdisc player. Because um, we had like three of them for some reason. Don't know why. <laughs> anyway, he had laserdisc. Um, and then what was the last one for Blu-ray? Oh, HD DVD. Yeah, it was like the... yes, yeah, so we had one of those. <laughs> so <laughs> just always picks the wrong option. Um, did it with video game systems too. We have a ColecoVision. Oof. We have an Atari seventy eight hundred. We had an Intellivision. We had an Action Max, which is a uh, video game system that runs, like, corresponding with, like, VHS tapes. It had very, like, rudimentary early motion controls um, and, like, sensors. It was, it's wild. I can never get it to work. We still have it. But, yeah, he just always picks the wrong So, like, what, what we're really learning here is the next time there's, like, a new technology thing and your dad picks the opposite one is to save it forever. And then when we need to buy our mansion in the woods, we sell it. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah, so Blockbuster's getting pretty big. Um, was it the... Video... F- yeah, go ahead. Was it the first, like, video rental chain? Like, I imagine there were, like, small business places. Was, was it, like, the first, like, corporate one? Do we know? I couldn't find... I did look into that, and I couldn't find definitive information. But it looks mm. like it was one of the first ones to, like, franchisee. Gotcha. Um, And it expanded, like super rapidly like Mm -hmm. faster than fast um and it was like absorbing like other smaller chains blockbuster like accumulated locations like overnight just like and then blockbuster was everywhere wow um let's see there was like a period 
where um, movie rentals, like the gross amount of money accumulated from movie rentals, exceeded what the box office was doing. Wow. So, like, yeah. Like, by about a million. Which is absolutely <laughs> why. That is a lot of money for the time period we're talking about, everybody. That yeah, is, this is like 80s. That, I, Blockbuster must not, they're like, we're literally never going to die. That, that it must have been the feeling. Like, a million dollars in rentals mm-hmm. is, that's, that is incredible yeah just they were absolutely on top of the world untouchable um it was just um it was the only place to go to rent movies really like put all the mom and pop places out of business the only one that could ever compete was hollywood video oh i remember hollywood video yeah and we actually started going to hollywood video um when our original blockbuster location closed down because we we had one and then it closed and another one opened like across town and it was smaller and it had less selection. And we were like, the Hollywood video was like across the street from it. Right. <laughs> we're like, well, we go to Hollywood video now. Um, that was the only one that kind of came close to being able to compete with how big Blockbuster had become. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, I want to take a segue and talk about um, Blockbuster and video game rentals and the time that Nintendo just went absolutely batshit about video game rentals. Oh, um, so in Japan, like the, um, majority of video game renting is even to this day banned. Um, oh. yeah. Like the video game companies were just like, Hey, you like just no rentals. And they were able to kind of get the les- 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 Mike Wachowski, <laughs> <laughs> the legislation going in order to like ban that completely. Um, and, um, but in America, that, like, never happened. So here in America, like, audio rentals were illegal. In Japan, audio was not illegal to rent. You could hmm. rent CDs. Um, but here, that was. Video games, though, were, like, completely legal. And Nintendo was like, this can't, this cannot, we will not abide by this. Because people could just rent brand new video games the second they came out and play through it and be done with it. Right. So it's, like, kind of different than a movie Especially, like, back then when it was, like, NES titles where it's, like, oh, you know all the secrets in Zelda, okay, you're, you're done. Like, right. um, it's not like a movie that you would watch over and over and over again. Um, right. Video games are longer now and have more replayability, but back then this was, like, a definite fear that they would just kind of rent the game and um, be done. There was also massive pirating going on um, because, like, not only were, like, video game rentals for consoles being rented, computer software games were being rented too and the places that were renting out these computer software games were also selling the software in order to pirate them (laughs) hi i'd like to rent this cup this computer software version of doom i'd also like this software to let you pirate stuff oh okay exactly you have (laughs) that's what they were doing what what are you what are are you up to tonight nothing (laughs) definitely not pirating this copy of doom i'm renting (laughs) why do you ask Definitely not. So Nintendo kind of like jumpstarted this legislation in America to try to like stop all of this rampant piracy. Um, but at the last second, like it, the bill was altered in order to only cover like computer software games. Uh. So the rental of like computer software stuff was illegal, but they the court decided that games like Nintendo games mm-hmm. on cartridges that couldn't easily be pirated and copied onto like floppy disks like mm-hmm. like um computer games could those were fine you could still rent those because like someone couldn't go home and like pop 
like copy the chip and everything that technology was not easily accessible to everyone so you could still rent cartridge games and nintendo was like oh (laughs) shit (laughs) damn it (laughs) okay and so they're like racking their brains they're just like trying to (laughs) they're trying to figure it out so like next thing that nintendo does is they're like okay well we just won't let like big video rental places do orders directly from us they won't be able to just order your product from us so video rentals can't (laughs) I was going to say, that's something I remember was, like, I remember renting PlayStation games and then, like, Xbox games when Xbox was out and, like, PS2 mm-hmm. games. I don't really remember, find, like, renting Nintendo games, and I don't know, like, I always thought it was just, like, because Nintendo, like, the cartridge is your save, and I'm like, well, if I don't finish, like, it's gone forever. Um, yeah. But now I'm thinking, like, maybe they just weren't around? I do remember, like, NES games. Because eventually Nintendo had that partnership with Blockbuster for right. Pokemon. Um, so I think, like, back in NES days and, like, probably SNES days, maybe they weren't around. I can't verify this. But I do know later on Nintendo chilled out a little bit on this. I mean, <laughs> they, they must have, my, my guess is, like, they just heard the right number, you know? They were like, yeah, yeah, people might steal them or whatever, but think about, like, this deal or that deal. Like, it, Nintendo is a very good company to to its workers from what i can understand Mm -hmm. and they like their fans but a lot of that veneer when you peel back nintendo does not like to play ball if you mess with their money you're dead oh yeah especially in the 90s i eventually do want to do uh an episode about uh Nintendo and Sega, mm-hmm. and how absolutely petty the two of them were oh, yeah. in the 90s. They, um, they were yeah. gonna kill each other. Oh god, it's so good. It's just like, it's absolute drama over the period of like one whole decade of these two just going <laughs> going at each other. Definitely want to do an episode of that, but that requires a lot more research, because oh, yeah. it's, it's involved. There's so it, much that happens. It, but it was to the point, like, even being a kid growing up, like, you could tell, like, and even now, I mean, you upload a YouTube video and you, like, mention Mario and there's a chance Nintendo might just have you taken down. Like, they yeah. they do not they do not play ball. People will release, like, this is a free fan, I make zero money, like, emulator based off of Pokemon, all rights to Nintendo. If anyone gives me $1, I will send it to Nintendo personally. Nintendo's like, we will sue you for $10 million. Take it down. We will, yeah, we'll destroy you. <laughs> like, yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo's kind of like held up as like, this is like the quote unquote good gaming company, but still don't fuck with their money because then they'll no, fuck with you. They will, they will come to your house and like drop kick you, you in the chest. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, so Nintendo's like, okay, you can't purchase wholesale from us anymore. And so the video game stores are like, okay, fine. We'll purchase wholesale from game stores. Oh. So then they're just buying them from, like, software stores. And Nintendo's just like, ah! And then they are, they go to the software stores and they're like, hey, you can only sell two of each product to one person. And if you don't do that, we won't send you anything. This goes on for a while. <laughs> Man, Nintendo... So, Eventually, video game rentals figured out another way around that. Couldn't exactly figure out what that was, but eventually they're still getting games. They're still running games. Mm-hmm. Nintendo turns their sites to Blockbuster, and they're just like, how do we destroy them? <laughs> <laughs> and someone at Nintendo is just like, oh, hey, 
they're photocopying our manuals because what would happen is Inten- or Blockbuster would buy the games mm-hmm. and put the manuals in the case. But they would also photocopy the manuals in the event that the um, someone doesn't return the manual. Yeah, the manual isn't returned or it's damaged, so they could just easily put another one in. And Nintendo's just like, that's it. We did not consent to the copying of our materials. Oh, well, well, got them. Yeah, got them. So they go to court and they kind of they they battle it out for a while, and then um, it kind of like starts to lean in Blockbuster's favor, and Blockbuster just goes, "Hey, we'll just make our own." And we'll drop this, and we'll just forget about this. And Nintendo's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what judge got that. They must have been so tired. Every <laughs> every month, Nintendo coming in, they photocopy page eight of the manual with the health instructions from the Surgeon General. And the judge must have been like, why are we here? <laughs> what are you talking about? So from then on out, Blockbuster just literally went through all the trouble to create their own version of the manual. That's wild. I mean, I gotta imagine, like, Blockbuster's just like, like, we're on easy street, baby. But I looked it up, everyone. Uh, $1 million, $1 million I just set it to nineteen ninety because for ease. Yeah. $1 million in 1990 is a, is $2 billion. Oh, holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> that... If block, I can't. I you everybody. That's a lot of fuck. That's Disney money. Yeah, that's and for like rentals to be doing that much more than like the movies in theaters. That's that's wild. Like bananas, absolutely bananas. If yeah, I'm like if that was happening today. If like Blockbuster was around today, to the tune of like two billion dollars on like Infinity War rentals or whatever. They they're like. <laughs> everybody's like, how do we kill that guy? (laughs) We have to take them down. (laughs) Yeah, so while while Nintendo and Blockbuster were, like, constantly fighting with each other, Sega kind of, like, swooped in and was like, hey, Blockbuster, you can rent our whole console. (laughs) I I imagine Sega the Hedgehog skateboards in and does, like... (laughs) Hey, guys! (laughs) He does a kickflip. He's like, hey, you want to rent a whole Sega Genesis? I hear you're fighting with Nintendo. I hate that guy. <laughs> Fuck him! <laughs> Plops it down on the counter. It's like you could literally rent this whole thing inside of a briefcase. Like <laughs> I remember the. Oh yeah! Wow. It's so good. It was so cool. Sega, Sega is so petty through that whole Sega's whole business. I don't want to talk about Sega Nintendo too much. I just love it. It's like my favorite, my favorite fight in all of business history. What's <laughs> your business model? <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That's literally it. They're like, what would fuck with Nintendo the most? We'll let Blockbuster rent out a whole console. That that's a like it, all of that going on is all very like it's this thing. And it's like that's all very businessy stuff. Like mm-hmm. like Blockbuster's like, of course, that's a great deal for us. And Sega's like, yeah, fuck Nintendo. And like all of this is going on. But think about the kid whose family's like, we cannot get you a Sega Genesis. And Blockbuster's like, you could rent one for like three nights. Like, that's yeah, huge. So like, yeah, say, like, the kid, like, does really good at school, and it's like, well, we can get this, for, we can get a Sega for a couple days as a treat. Yeah. Or, like, on a vacation together, or, you know, just, like, special events. It's like, it was so cool if, like, your family could not afford to have a Sega. Right. You can just rent one. And even today, like, I would love that. Like, I, I have now an Xbox One and a PS4, and I got a PS4 mm-hmm. to play the Spider-Man game, 
um because he's my mm-hmm. favorite superhero and i found like a good deal to get one and if i had the option of like renting a ps4 for a week for like 150 bucks or something even to what the like i would yeah i'll do that i'll do that like maybe like a few times a year like yeah just to play one game and try it out and see if you like it that's that is that is that's like one of those things like we have lost with blockbuster like you can't mm-hmm. you, people are tr- like google has a virtual console thing you can like buy and rent games on and like like people have tried that but a lot of them mm-hmm. like you have to have a console already yeah it's just something that can't be replicated digitally like having the hardware in your house yeah it's that's just something that can't be replicated um Moving on to the 2000s. Blockbuster does super good all through the 90s. Just absolutely killing it. Um, In the 2000s, Blockbuster, seeing the future, um, tried to launch their own video-on-demand service. Mm -hmm. So this is is the year 2000. This is, like, much earlier. Netflix is around, but it's just a DVD um, mailing service. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's (laughs) bad commercials that come on during anime time on Adult Swim. Yeah. Netflix, nobody likes Netflix. This is important for later. It's just nobody gets the point. If like, why would you get a DVD sent to your house when you can go to Blockbuster down the street? Exactly. You know? And that's exactly what people said. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah, my aunt was doing... Like, my cousin wanted to do Netflix, and my aunt was like, I don't understand why you want them to send you a used, broken DVD when we can go to Blockbuster. They're always broken. <laughs> always. And then there was Gamefly, which tried to be like the video game side it was like yeah. it was also like netflix everyone it was sent, where like they would send you scratched up game discs <laughs> when you could just go to blockbuster and get one that like and if you go to blockbuster and it's like scratched up you just go back in and you're like excuse me it's it's not working and then they fix it yeah <laughs> like or they give you a new if they can't fix it let's give you a new one they're like here take this yeah. one this one will work yeah so um back in 2000 blockbuster is trying to launch their own video on demand service to kind of get ahead but here's the problem with that um the company they team up with is enron um which if you don't know uh enron had a massive accounting fraud scandal in two at the end of 2001 Uh uh-oh it was the biggest accounting scandal in american history Uh uh-oh big deal yeah it's Uh like they just, they were on top of the world. Blockbuster's just like, hey, team up with us. We'll kind of, we'll get this thing sent, like, set up and together. So you'd think that maybe the um, accounting scandal is what ended this partnership, but it was not. Oh, uh, no! Ron, like, <laughs> in March of that year, Enron was just like, yeah, this isn't working. Um, they just thought that, like, Blockbuster wouldn't be able to get the licenses to enough content to fill the video service. Whoa, whoa, so they whoa, were, so whoa. They, they so- pulled out. <laughs> So Enron is like cheating on the world, and Blockbuster's yes. like we can still like we'll we'll figure it out we'll we'll figure it out like we we'll, like this is before the scandal came out. Wow. So they just see Enron as being like one of the biggest co- companies in the country, incredibly successful, just on top of the world, and they're like this is who we want to like team up with, and it's Enron that made the choice to not continue the partnership with Blockbuster. That is, that's absolutely wild because blockbuster's coming off of just what must be unforeseen amounts of money in this market that they created yeah it's like 2000 <sighs> dvds are kind of coming out that's the latest thing people are like running dvds blockbuster's still on top of the world and enron's like you're not good enough and then literally a couple of months <laughs> later they explode and i guess so maybe that's good for blockbuster because they they make it 
through the 2000s, like, yes. they, they do crawl at the end, but they make it. They do, they do make it. Um, also in 2000, Blockbuster had the opportunity to purchase Netflix, but like we said, Netflix was really shitty, so you honestly can't blame them for oh, God. not purchasing them. Yeah, that's a hindsight 2020. Netflix was, Netflix felt like a scam. Like, I, yeah. now it's, like, this big, legitimate thing, especially if you're a, if you're a Gen Z-er, like, you probably only know Netflix is, like, the streaming service. When Netflix started, it seemed like the biggest illegitimate scam in the world, because they only could afford commercials, like I said, later in the day. Mm-hmm. And so they're coming on during, like, infomercial time, and they're like, yeah, call this number and say cartoon and get 30 days free, and it, it was, like... Like, adults didn't trust it, so kids didn't trust no. it. Like, it was, it seemed like, yeah, give us your credit card number over the phone, we'll totally send you a movie in, like, ten days. Yeah, it was not legitimate. And, like, streaming for Netflix wouldn't start until the end of this decade. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I remember I got Netflix for the first time in 2010 mm-hmm. or 2011, I think. Because I remember, yeah. I said, you got it, like, early. I did. I was pretty early adopter. I had my Wii. And <laughs> I was on Netflix. I was on Netflix. I remember it was slow as piss. <laughs> um, just absolutely like if you think Netflix is slow now, oh Whoa, god, boy. you've never tried. <laughs> you've never tried to watch Netflix in a um, shitty college apartment <laughs> on a Wii. Yeah, it. I I really can't stress like I do not fault Blockbuster at all because it. No, the cards were just like this. Like we already lost this other deal. We're not gonna waste more money. Yeah, they thought, they really thought that, like, this deal with Enron was going to be the thing. Like, and at that time it was, like, video on demand was just starting to be a thing, like, on cable networks. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is what we, we want to do. And it wasn't a bad idea and it wasn't a bad option for them. It just, the deal didn't go through and they didn't pursue it again fast enough. Right. Um, in 2004, Blockbuster tries to buy out um, Hollywood Video, which we spoke about a little bit earlier. It's their biggest competitor and they're like, we have to get rid of it. Uh, I think the FTC jumped in on that one and said no. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I want to know where the FTC is right now with AT&T just absorbing everything. Well, I, mm, not to get too into it, but I'm pretty sure they're, <laughs> they are being funded by some of those people. Most likely, for <laughs> if, sure. If my, I don't know who's currently on the FTC, like, I'm not up to board on that, but when the deal... When the first big AT&T deal started and also the like throttling case was going around where they were like, mm-hmm. they were like throttling people's internet and people called them out and the FTC was like, oh, I think it's okay. No. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, some members on the FTC, uh, their top donors were like members of at board. AT&T, please don't turn off my internet. <laughs> Yeah, AT&T, I mean, AT&T, I'll be honest, I don't know how you can make my internet worse. (laughs) I can only get Charter and AT&T out here. Wow. And then the other option's Comcast. It all sucks. The internet in this country is awful. It's all bad. (laughs) It's all bad. And I just, like, longingly think about, like, how fast the internet is in South Korea. And I'm like, wow. You just, like, go to a park and there's, like the fastest internet the, for free imaginable yeah this tree they open up it's a modem <laughs> it's a modem look at this wow here i'm just like trying to get crunchy roll to load and i'm like on like the lowest possible setting and it takes me 50 years and i'm just like please i will watch I this just... as one pixel talking to another pixel 
pretty much. It's like everyone's like, oh, 4K TVs, yeah. And I'm just like, my internet's so slow. I watch everything in grainy resolution. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nightmare. Yeah. And I mean, that's all to say, like, of course, Blockbuster would want to do, like, it makes sense they fell back on what they knew in the 2000s Mm -hmm. because they thought it'd be this video on demand thing, but that really reminds me, like, video on demand was also pretty glitchy. Oh, Um, so glitchy. You would run in, like, I remember trying to fast forward and it not stopping when I hit stop or, like, trying to Mm -hmm. pause and it wouldn't pause or you, like, order the movie or if it's, like, a free one, like, you click on it and it's, like, error code and you're like, well, did you take my money? Because, again, this is pre- widespread internet like i didn't just have mm-hmm. internet on my phone so my mom's like yeah you can order a movie and i hit order and then i get an error code but you don't know if it charged you unless you sit on the phone for an hour to talk to someone yeah. or wait for your bill to show up it just wasn't worth it blockbuster was just so much more convenient yeah it's just right there like the only i feel like when we started going less is when dvd started rising because again like when new technology comes out it's always expensive and we couldn't afford a DVD player. So we had, mm-hmm. while VHSs were still in vogue, we had them, but then like you slowly started running into like, it was just a DVD release. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I guess we'll do on demand because we don't have a DVD player yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always keep my VCR hooked up. It's just, it's always there. <laughs> it's a, co- it's a combination DVD. Oh yeah. That was, that was the one. I, I had a combo VHS DVD player TV. Oh, those are those are like dangerous because like the DVD player goes and gets stuck, mm. then it's over. Not that I had that happen. Definitely had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I never had that. Ha- it was like that was my baby because it all and my GameCube was hooked up to it. I was like ready. I was ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, I want to talk about Blockbuster Block Party. Have you heard of this? I have, like. I, I have, but I also haven't, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay, so in the mid-90s, Blockbuster owns Discovery Zone, which we talked about in our Tech Cheese episode, which was like this big children's indoor play area with like slides and shit and like arcade games mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. This place was massive. Um, Blockbuster owns Discovery Zone at this time. This is mid-90s. We're rewinding. Mm-hmm. 1994. Um Discovery Zone is uh, going pretty good. There's a lot of, like, children's play places popping up. There's Chuck E. Cheese. There's, I think, Leaps and Bounds is what the um, McDonald's version of Discovery Zone was called. That was around pretty briefly. Mm -hmm. And then, what's the last one? Question mark. Oh, Disney tried to open one as well, like a children's play area. Um, So, Blockbuster's like, hey, what if children's play place, but for adults? Oh! So... Um, they opened two locations in Albuquerque and Indianapolis. They're designed by iTech, who's done work for, like, Disney stores, a lot of places throughout Asia. Um, but they do, like, kind of, like, what I associate with, like, big, gaudy 90s decorations. Um, think of a Disney store from the 90s with those, like, animatronics and, like, everything's kind of, like, big and round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the aesthetic of a block party. Um, it's, I don't know why it had to be blockbuster block party mm-hmm. i don't understand that because like viacom owns blockbuster at this point <laughs> it could have literally just been like a, its own thing but it's attached to the blockbuster name for some undiscernible reason i think they're just hoping because it's an adult thing it's the no because it's still the 90s i was like maybe they're hoping like teens that were going when i go to this but they're still teens 
Yeah, it's ju- it was just adults, like, after dark. So, like, after 6 o'clock, you had to be over 18. Huh. Um, there was, like, you could just rampant drinking. Imagine a Dave and Buster's. Right. With, but, like, the size of a city block. I mean, and, um, like, so that sounds amazing. On paper. Right. This seems, this seems like a good idea. It's, like, kind of like a Dave and Buster's mixed with a Discovery Zone mixed with Disney Quest at Disney. So it's got, like... Um, like this big like dodgeball right. thing. There's like theaters with like 4D seats. Um, there's like adult size slides. Like people that, playing tag. Like that. That sounds like wow. All these places just like a, like if Blockbuster had the money to do that now, that that's it. They they've done it. They they're they're alive again. Yeah, it's like I feel like because Blockbuster's doing kind of like I don't know who owns the Blockbuster name, but you're seeing like. There's, like, a Blockbuster party game. Um, there's Blockbuster brand puzzles. Mm-hmm. So, like, someone has that the rights to, like, that IP, and it's just kind of sitting on it, doing random stuff, releasing, like, T-shirts. Is it still Viacom? Is it still Viacom? Is it still... I don't think... I think it's Dish Network, honestly. Oh. Well, they don't have any money anyway. <laughs> yeah, they don't really... They're not doing too hot. But I think... Because I have the Blockbuster website. It's still up. Um, it's Blockbuster.com. And it just says, like, it's, like, Dish and Blockbuster, and then it's, like, looking for new releases, um, get a Dish satellite and watch it on the satellite. That's pretty much what it says. And then, like, in the upper corner, and we'll get to the last Blockbuster soon, it just says Blockbuster store location. Just one singular store. And you click on it, and it gives you the phone number for the last Blockbuster. Um, So, yeah, I think it's Dish right now. Someone's got that name. Yeah, it's... And I'm hoping they're just waiting. The parent company's Dish Network since 2011. Mm. It looks like there's a gap between when Viacom owned it and Dish owned it, where they were, like, free-floating. They also currently have three employees. Dish Network? No, Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Blockbuster Blockbuster LLC, like, that company has three employees as of 2019. Oh, Oh my god. Wow. So there's three people sitting on the Blockbuster name, <laughs> They're just, just waiting just for an opportunity. Hanging out. They came to Twitter recently for like a, like for like a day. Oh. The Blockbuster Twitter like was like, hey, how's it going? Just check it in. And then they were like, all right, check it out. Yeah. And that was the first time that Twitter had tweeted since 2014. Yeah. Um, and that's the official Blockbuster Twitter. It's not like there's like a, a fake Twitter for the last. No. It's not actually for the last Blockbuster. It's a fake, just a fake parody account. Um. But this was the real deal. Um, People were like, so yeah. the the internet spear of Twitter, everybody was Exploded. like, oh my god, it's be-. Like, people are like, I will go to Blockbuster right now and rent ten movies if you can reopen. Yeah, I literally had just a couple days previously followed, like, the Blockbuster Twitter as kind of like a wistful, like, if they ever do anything, I'll see it. And then a couple days later, they were just like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh. <laughs> screaming so block party um, i'm sorry i yeah yeah no worries so yeah block party it was big um i guess i could only find information about the one in indianapolis i guess it was doing pretty well um i don't know like i guess it was just like a lot of like the problem with like um people complaining because it was only for adults mm-hmm. you know um i guess they kind of like like untightened their um their rules like kids could start coming in later and later and later mm-hmm. um and adults sometimes are just awful. 
Most of the time, they're kind of awful. If you've ever been in a Dave right. and Buster's in the middle of the night, adults are kind of awful. It's like, it's not um, as, it sounds very fun on paper, but you're like, this is fun. <laughs> if only my friends were here. Yeah, just my friends who are responsible. But I guess, like, you know, people were just drinking too much and, like, throwing up. And, like, um, it had, like, a kind of a club atmosphere. So, just, you know, it was it was a good idea on paper. Mm-hmm. And um, iTech definitely did, if you look up pictures of this, iTech did a good job of, like, designing it and making it kind of feel, like, fun. And, like, the whole thing was just, like, the, I read an interview with someone about, like, when it was opening. And I don't know who this guy was. But anyway, he was just, like... As an adult, you forget how to have fun, and, like, a place like this is important, so you can kind of remember how to be, like, a kid again. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a, you know, it was an interesting idea, uh, but Viacom and Blockbuster just decided to not go forward with with the idea, and they ended up selling both locations to Paramount, uh, where they were rebranded to a place called Paradise Island, and I could not find any information about because searching for paradise island is like the most vaguest yeah (laughs) google's like i don't know what you want me to do with that yeah um i also found like an like an article where the um no it was on reddit on reddit i like found like just a thread and like someone was just like um said that the guy in indianapolis who like owned the indianapolis location wanted to buy it from blockbuster and continue to run it Mm mm-hmm just as block party, but um, he could not get the money together, so it was just kind of sold off and petered into nothing. Oh, bummer. So, yeah, because I guess, you know, it was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's this idea that feels like very distinctly 90s. Uh, the interior looked very distinctly 90s. It was just it, it was just an interesting footnote in Blockbuster's history. <laughs> I feel like for a lot of things, like, they were just... And that, that seems to be the case with a lot of these like companies and IPs and franchises that we remember fondly that didn't make it through the great change or whatever that society went through mm-hmm. for entertainment that they had these really good ideas, but they were almost too ambitious, like trying to be an on-demand service, which was the precursor to streaming in, mm-hmm. in 2000. That's huge. This block party thing. Like, I don't know. I don't have in front of me, like when Dave and Buster's opened, but if they did something like that now, a little bit smaller scale, it sounds like it was maybe too big. But huge. something like that, that is like geared towards like teens and young adults, even like if it's like, uh, like teens can be here, like you said, like before midnight and then after midnight, it's like, we just do eight twenty one and up to keep it easier for staff. Like that, mm-hmm. that would probably do numbers. Like I could see that being something that's enjoyable to go to. Like if they have screening rooms you can rent or like events like that. That's something I would do. Like, I would save up money. I mean, not in a pandemic, but, like, <laughs> like I would save up money and be like, yeah, I'm going to rent the, like, screening room for when, like, Spider-Man 3 comes out for rental and we're going to, like, go to Block Party and, like, play arcade games or whatever until the movie and then we can watch the movie and then we can kind of, like, then the rest of the night's yours to do whatever. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And I think someone definitely could... You know, whenever um, COVID-19 is um, <laughs> resolved, if that ever happens, um, I think it would be a really good idea. It, it's just like you need these newer ways for entertainment because it's becoming more clear, like things like movie theaters, I, they we don't need them. Like they are like, yeah, they're like a treat. Yeah. You have to make things into an experience in order to keep people um, interested. Right. Like, without that experience, 
there's a lot of things that we don't need. <laughs> and I think that's really, I know we'll probably get into it through the 2000s, in the mid-2000s. Like, I feel like that's what Blockbuster started to lose because they tried these ideas and it was like too soon and too ambitious and maybe they sank too much money in because they were making close to like uh, like on par now like two billion dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> like that why not just yeah. start sinking money in the stuff but that's kind of exactly what happened it's like they just were on top of the world and like didn't they had one big competitor um and they expanded 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 all around the world and then when like the mid two thousands and like the economy started getting super shaky, mm-hmm. it all just fell apart. Um, in September of two thousand eleven, Blockbuster tried to make their own Netflix competitor, so they mm-hmm. launched. Netflix now has their own streaming service and is becoming more legitimate. And Blockbuster's kind of re- realizing like, oh, this is what we we have to do this right now. Right. So they have their own streaming service up. Um, I did I have it? I think I had it, but I, there was nothing on it. Um, I was part of like, like a late stage blockbuster, um, membership in which I had like, I paid like, I want to say it was 10 bucks a month. I had like unlimited rentals. I had no late fees and I, um, could use their streaming service, Mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. It was a pretty great deal, except the streaming service didn't have anything, but just not having late fees and just getting to rent whatever I wanted was pretty pretty great didn't, so but that wasn't enough to save them it was too late well didn't that also have that's when they they did like the old netflix thing was like you could have things sent to you by mail as well yeah um netflix i think they still do this i think you technically um, can still do it yes i think it's still out there but um no one really uses it i had it for a while because there was like a good netflix has definitely got more expensive mm-hmm. but there was like a good netflix deal for a while um, where you could get like a good deal on getting the DVDs sent to you and also having the streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that for a little bit. So I did get like Netflix DVDs. Blockbuster tried to do the mailing thing as well, and that didn't go well. Yeah. Either. Well, I feel like because Blockbuster had built up, they spent all this time in the 90s, and then they spent most of the 2000s, like they're like, we'll just keep being Blockbuster, I guess, because these other ventures weren't working. And then when it became clear, like Netflix was coming for everybody's head netflix was like mm-hmm. i i am here to gobble up entertainment <laughs> um yeah. i will devour everything like all of it like a bunch of people tried to just be netflix and i don't like that just doesn't work like i remember seeing that and thinking like what happened to you blockbuster like you don't have to be netflix to make it i don't i don't think i don't know because that's what they again that's what they put money into so who knows if they didn't if they would still be around but they were like, we have to yeah. do this or we're going to die. Yeah, it's hard to say if they could have succeeded if they had continued just being rentals. Right. Now let's compare it to like the last big chain of video rental stores out there, which is Family Video. I have no idea how Family Video keeps the lights on. I have absolutely oh. no idea. Do you want to know why? Yeah, I would love do to. Do you want to know how? Family Video which this goes against their name, which contains the word family, um, gets most of their rental sales from porn DVDs. That makes a lot of sense. They have a little closet in the back. Yep, and it says, like, adults on it, and there's, like, a curtain. Yep, that's where they get most of their money. And now, also, that guy is, like, hawking CBD oil, so that's what <laughs> they stay around. That makes it Blockbuster, I, again, I was a kid for most of my Blockbuster time, um, or a teen. Like, I didn't go when I was over 18, because I was in... Like, I was in college in 2009, and that's, like, mm-hmm. 
the end of Blockbuster's art, because I was in college, I was like, well, I don't have a way to rent and do that anyway. Um, I don't believe they ever rented adult content. Like, they had R-rated content, but I don't think they ever did, like, pornography, like, explicit pornography. Yeah, I don't think they did either, because I was still going to Blockbuster, like, 2010, 2011, um, because I had an apartment in downtown Flint proper, but I would come back into, like, the place where my um, parents lived to work in that town on the weekends. Uh, So I would go to Blockbuster then, and so I was still going to Blockbuster pretty regularly. So my adult brain, as of 10 years ago, is telling me... That Blockbuster did not have any, like, a pornography closet. Like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, like, because uh, I remember the first time I went to Family Video, because um, when I went to school, like, there was a Blockbuster up the road and a Family Video the other way up the road, mm-hmm. but the Family Video was a little bit closer, so when I had roommates who could drive, they went to Family Video, not Blockbuster. And I remember the first time I went, I was like, oh, it's kind of like a worse Blockbuster. How does this place keep the lights on? And I remember seeing someone go in through this velvet... Into this porn Like, into, the, into this velvet curtain. I was like, what's it... Like, I just said, what's in there? And went that way. Because I didn't know. <laughs> and I don't... Ah. I don't read. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was like, that sign can't stop me. I can't read. Um, <laughs> and I just, like, went in there. And it was, like, the most awkward experience. Because there's someone in there. And you've, you got the idea that, like... When someone's in there, you let them, like, do their, like, pick their thing and leave. Like, no two people go back there, you know? So I go in, and they look back at me like, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm just seeing what's in here. And I look around, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) goodbye. Your eyes, like, zero in on, like, some, like, a a porno DVD, and you're just like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm very sorry to have this awkward exchange with you. I'm sure you feel very nervous being in here. Um, and that's, again, that's whatever. If you're an adult and you want to watch porn, that's fine. Please. I... But also, <laughs> we have the internet now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're doing this. Um, I mean, I guess it's untraceable if you have a DVD. I guess, but that's a weird thing to be worried about if you're an adult. Uh, yeah, it's like, whatever. If you're an adult. Just buy, <laughs> buy doujinshi like the rest just, of us. Just do it. <laughs> if you're an adult and you want to, like, watch or read porn, like... Just do it. If you have some kind of weird shame about it, I don't know, go to therapy. It's, yeah, talk about that. It's really okay. It's, it's, it's really okay. It's really fine. <laughs> as long, hey, listen, as long as you're paying for it, if you're stealing it, it's not. You should feel bad. Yeah, don't steal it. And if you're under 18, one, why are you listening to this podcast? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's marked explicit. Get out. <laughs> Two, don't. Like, don't, you also don't look at, like, if you're over 18 and you're paying for it, you're fine. I don't, I don't care as long as you're paying for your porn and you're over 18. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, though. That is, yeah. I find that a hilarious. They're like family video. What do you sell? <laughs> Weed and porn. <laughs> yeah. We sn- sell snake oil and porno DVDs. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was weird in my hometown because we had a block, or the blockbuster that I went to as a kid closed, mm-hmm. and it was literally empty for like a decade. Wow. And then eventually family video moved in. So it was like a very weird experience because it's still, nothing else was in that space. So it still had blockbuster shelves and like the counter was the same. Everything was the same. But, but now porn. They, Yeah. Now like what used to be the bathroom is a porno closet. And they also built like a weird circular room. This is why I want to, and we'll get to the um, Blockbuster B&B in a second, but this is why I want to turn this into, like, a Blockbuster B&B, because, like, Family Video, for some reason, which is gone now, they closed, they built this room 
in there where the video games were. It was like a circular room, and it's like, oh, well, that's where the bed goes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now, says Brenda. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how, like, Family Video has never tried to get into streaming or anything no. like that. And, um, I mean, what they have tried to get into is not great, but they're still around, but they're also not doing so hot, which maybe could kind of be like their reputation. I feel like family video looks run down no matter what. Yeah, they they definitely the, just decided to save money by like they don't mm-hmm. update their building, they don't update their logos, no. they don't like the carpet's old. You can tell like this building got built and they left it forever. <laughs> yeah. Even the one that was like newly built in the old blockbuster in my hometown looked ancient because the carpet is like bright ass green. Their colors are green and orange, which like what year is this? <laughs> like come on. And it was like bright ass green carpet. Like where did you even find that carpet in the year of our Lord 2011? <laughs> hey, they that uh, that's carpet from when they opened the first film and video. They just have extra. They're like, "What? Well, we're going to we're going to make these remnants work. We will if there are seams, I don't care." Yeah, exactly. It just immediately looked gross. And um and we went there a lot, but like, you know, it closed a couple years ago. So, I don't know what a video rental place would have to do. Well, I do know what a video rental place will have to do. We're going to talk about that right now. Time to talk about the last Blockbuster. The last oh, Blockbuster. One second. January 12, 2014, all corporate-owned Blockbuster locations are shut down. That's important that, that is, we talk about that. That's how we got to the last It's really weird. On the Blockbuster Wikipedia, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the pictures of them closing are like the Midwest. There are three pictures of ones in Michigan. Were they bigger oh. out here? I don't know, but, like, it's really... I was, like, watching a video about, like, Blockbuster closing, and they just had footage from the Blockbuster on, um, Plainfield. Wow. And I was just like, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture of one of Nip's Landing, it's like, I know where that is, and there's, like, another one's like... Yeah. It says the Midwest, and I'm like, I think I've been to that one. I think that one's in, like, Royal Oak. And I'm like, why? I Like, it was one of... Blockbuster felt like one of those things that was, like a midwest thing because that's where i grew up but was it actually yeah. bigger in the midwest do we i don't know it was like international it start didn't start in the midwest it started in a, i want to say texas yeah that's so weird so i don't know if it was just incredibly our town which isn't a large town had two sustained two of them wow. for like five years i wonder so there was i wonder if it's that yeah. idea of like it was just a societal thing like we stay inside more because it's colder here longer or yeah I don't know. It's either like cold or it's 90 degrees. Like Yeah. I, I just wonder because I know I had friends in like that I've made as an adult that are from like California or like the east, like from the coast. And they're like, like mm-hmm. to them, they're like Blockbuster was not as big of a deal. So I don't know if they had other options or their entertainment was just different. And here we're just like more TV people. Yeah. I don't know. That's really interesting, though, because I also noticed that. There were a lot here. Yeah, Michigan. if anyone listening is, like, from a different area of the U.S. or a different country, like, were video rentals big? Like, let us know on Twitter. Yeah, please. Um, so this brings us to the last blockbuster. So, like, for a while, there were, like, a couple. There were, like, some open in Australia. There was, some, there was one open in Indiana. Mm-hmm. There was one in Alaska. And then there was one in Oregon, um, specifically Bend, Oregon. And one by one all of these locations closed down. And this leaves us with the last Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Um, If you go onto Blockbuster's website, like I mentioned earlier, it just says Dish, Blockbuster, and then it's like Blockbuster store location. There's just one Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and this blockbuster has, I, I watched, I think it was a video from Vice. Um, this blockbuster stays open simply from the um, support of the community around it. Uh, the owner of this location has to go to like a big box, an unspecified big box store in town to get DVDs because Blockbuster Corporate doesn't exist anymore right. and is not supplying these for her. So she has to like, some of them she can get wholesale, like for older stuff, she has to go and buy them. And technically this big box store is not supposed to let her do this, but because of the support from the community, they let her. So the thing keeping this location open is just the goodwill of the people in this town supporting this business. And like this Blockbuster is no longer like this big corporate machine. Mm -hmm. It's an independently owned small business in this town. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's maybe there isn't a place anymore for like big chain rental stores. Mm -hmm. Maybe smaller ones like mom and pop places is the way to go in the future. If that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because I think like, you know, it needs to be more of a, I think what Blockbuster gave me as a kid is it felt like a community experience because you could go to mm -hmm. any blockbuster with your friends. Like if they're at your house, you're at their house, or you're like at some third location, like, and one kind of know the layout, like they were, cause they're corporate. So yeah. like the layouts are pretty the same, but you also just had the sense of community. Like, Oh, did your blockbuster have this? Like you're going to hang out for the weekend. And it's like, mine didn't have the Pokemon movie. Did yours have the Pokemon movie? Oh, okay. Mine did have golden eye. So we got Pokemon and golden eye between the two of us. We got it. Um, mm -hmm. And this sense of just, like, belonging. Like, I, I had some great conversations in Blockbuster with employees when I was growing up. Like, yeah. about, I like this, but I want to watch more stuff like it. And, or I like this game. Or finding up, out about new releases. Because, again, like, the community around, like, movies and TV and video games right now is very word of mouth. Like, yes. they're, unless you're an adult and subscribe to, like, every magazine <laughs> and have, like infinite time to watch tv like releases can just like sneak up on you especially for smaller stuff like or if you're into anime and manga like good luck <laughs> good luck knowing when it's coming yeah. out figured that one out yeah i think because like early stage blockbuster would like encourage employees to like talk about movies and like recommend mm -hmm. movies to customers i feel like later stage that didn't really happen i still had some good conversations but, like, no one would come up to me and be like, oh, you're looking at, like, I don't know, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like, have you seen this Scooby-Doo? And I'd be like, no, I haven't seen this Scooby-Doo. Um, that strategy and, like, creating that human connection is really how small business is going to make it. Right. And I feel like that's that's a lot of what I like about uh, being a comic reader is mm -hmm. when you go to a good comic book shop, that's what you get. Is you get yeah. people that are in – and maybe they don't read what you read. Maybe, like, you only read – like graphic novels you only read like original graphic novel content and you don't really read like big two superhero stuff but you could talk to mm -hmm. like a worker that's in the big two superhero stuff and like oh there's actually some really good original graphic novels on big two superheroes like have you read uh in the shadow of batgirl <laughs> like <laughs> like you get stuff like that yeah. and they're like no i didn't i didn't know superhero books could do that and it's like yeah like they they can like and that's what you got at Blockbuster was that, but with movies, like, oh, you really like Scooby-Doo? You're, you're, like, 15? Have you tried out, like, this suspense movie? Like, it's not, like, a horror movie, but, like, if you like the creepy Scooby-Doo stuff, like, here's, like, here's, like, the next thing you could try out in your development as, like, a person that watches it. Yeah. Um, and I think 
like I would love something like that personally. Yeah, I think that's if like, and this seems to be what this location is doing. Um, they I saw a video of them, like COVID. So like when it was like March ish, mm-hmm. like when COVID was kind of just in like they were taking like every single precaution. Like the employees were just like. Um, they had gloves on, they had masks on, they were, like, sanitizing everything, um, but the atmosphere in the store was, like, still positive, mm-hmm. and they, like, focused on this, like, teen worker, and he was just like, we're absolutely not going anywhere. He's like, I love it here. And it's like, that's what you need. Right. You need employees who, like, feel for, like, this place and want to recommend movies and want to recommend DVDs. Um, I'd do that job in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd love that. But I don't know if people have caught on. That's essentially what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's what we do here it's what i did at my previous job yeah i i mean i think it's i, I feel like it's something we're missing because like netflix will all of the streaming services will try it right netflix will be like yeah you watch avatar the last airbender do you want to watch legend of Korra? and you're like okay and but then like on the flip side disney plus will be like you watched emperor's new groove do you want to watch emperor's new school no absolutely not yeah. <laughs> it's not a good recommendation yeah, it's like- it's like, what is Crunchyroll trying to recommend me right now? It was like something, it was like a harem anime and it's like, excuse me, I'm watching Case Closed. Yeah, it, and it's and it's not like the thing where it's like, maybe they're right. Like, they're usually wrong. Like, streaming, streaming yeah. AI algorithms are like, not great because either it's something you've already seen or it's like, here's something from the same franchise. Or I love when I watch uh, My Hero Academia on Crunchyroll, they'll be like, do you want to watch Naruto? And you're like, yes, that is another shonen, But that is that is about where the similarities end. Yeah, it's like, you're watching um, Inuyasha. Do you want to watch One Piece? No. <laughs> I don't. That's not the same. And It's very different. And I feel like that's what we've given up. Yeah. And that's what I miss is the like... Yeah there's i don't i don't i can't trust enough i do not want like the streaming thing to become a robot that talks to me that isn't what i'm saying no, <laughs> no. i want to be able to call a person and just be like mm, hey i just watched avengers infinity war uh what should i watch next and then they're like oh well end game and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> you just watched generic movie part one do you want to watch part two well, I mean, eventually, but that's not what I want to watch. Like, I know I need to watch yeah. that. Yeah, so, yeah, we've kind of given given up a lot of, like, that personal touch, mm. um, which is a bummer. I do want to see Blockbuster come back. Um, we're running a little bit low on time, but I do want to mention the Blockbuster Airbnb. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, to kind of, like, give back to the community that's helped them throughout, like, the COVID pandemic and help them to kind of, like, become the last Blockbuster Last Blockbuster announced in August of 2020, which is still this month, somehow, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that they transformed, they're going to transform the whole Blockbuster into an Airbnb for like three nights Mm -hmm. available only to people who live in Bend, Oregon. Um, And I absolutely would kill to be able to go, but I I respect it that they're like, this is just for people in the community. One, to keep it safer because of the pandemic. And two, to give back to our community who has helped us out so much. Um, I just love the last blockbuster. Would love to go see the last blockbuster. Um, And I I hope it can do well. And I hope maybe we see more, if not blockbusters, just more rental places. But maybe even that's like, like in danger because Disney's kind of announcing that they're not going to be releasing as many like Blu-rays. Now. They're they're gonna they're cloistering into their Disney Plus model. 
it it's threatening that that's what every night they're like because disney's the big kid so it's threatening that like everyone will mm-hmm. do that and they'll be like well we're gonna partner just with netflix and only release on netflix and i fear that's what will happen but i honestly think about this airbnb like there's got to be one of those three employees that because the airbnb announcement was the same day blockbuster got back on twitter and it seems like too yeah. much of a coincidence that like talks aren't happening about like if they release like a chain of blockbuster airbnbs would it lose its magic pretty quick yes would i go stay at one also yes (laughs) definitely and if it's a cool enough experience because it seems like you have like access to like every dvd in the place there was like a bed Mm -hmm. all of the um like the shelves were up yeah it's like you Um, it's like you they literally gave you the key to the store and they're like you can do what you will here for a night like you can hang out you can watch movies you can do kind of whatever I'm sure if in reason, but... Yes. It's like, don't get up to anything super kinky, but... (laughs) Please don't... Considering this place is all windows, maybe don't. (laughs) By anything we mean, please watch a movie. Please do not live out your voyeur fantasy. We are not a family video. (laughs) Just watch a movie. Please. Post a selfie on... Watch any movie. You have so many movies. (laughs) Post a selfie online. Tweet about us. I don't know. But yeah, I think that that's something that like I could get into. I so I for so my last I was in Oregon on my honeymoon, um, and I desperately yeah. wanted to go to the last blockbuster, but it was so Oregon's like a whole last state, and I was like not it's big. I was like not close to Bend, Oregon at all. <laughs> um, that's really it. I didn't get. Yeah, to it's go. hard to think of like yeah, some states are bigger than our state. Why? Texas? What the hell? Our state's big. Our state is essentially two states. Yeah, Yeah, it's like two states connected by one bridge. (laughs) Hi, hi, we're technically a state. That one touches a different state. Yeah, we were gonna go to war over it. (laughs) It's ours now. They gave Michigan that. It's definitely Michigan. (laughs) They gave Michigan that because if not, they were gonna go to war to take Ohio forcibly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I... Why did we want Ohio so bad? I don't know. I learned about it while I was in the UP for a trip once. There was a plaque about it, like, at some sand dune about how Michigan almost caused a second civil war because they wanted Ohio. They were going to go to war with Ohio to take Ohio and part of Illinois. And the country had to be like, what if we give you this top half of Wisconsin instead? And Michigan said, I guess. Yeah, they were like, fine, whatever. And then it was full of a bunch of natural resources. And they were actually, oh, no, this is fine. And that's why Michigan is an incredible state. <laughs> we have the water. We got water. We have the trees. We got sand. It yeah, sand forever. We can grow blueberries. Can your state grow blueberries? Maybe if you're in Michigan. And that might be in Michigan. Well, if you're Maine, <laughs> <laughs> if you're Maine, you can grow blueberries. Maine is actually pretty famous for its blueberries. <laughs> We're famous for we got water, cherries, waters, and and um. Um, what else? Beer? Water. More water. Maybe beer? <laughs> what? Deer? Deer? Yeah, deer. Um, we don't have any wolverines. Nope. Contrary to popular belief. But they, they don't exist don't, here. Don't tell you of them that. Yeah, don't tell them, because <laughs> they'll deny it. But there, there are none here. They will punch you in the mouth. But it boggles me that some states don't have water. Because we have so much of we it. We have you. I'm not bragging, but I'm bragging. We're like 
I'm pretty sure there's a thing about if you're in Michigan, you're you're never more than ten miles away from a body of water. It it feels so nice. You're just always like water is here. And you go like down to Georgia, where every lake is man-made <laughs> and <laughs> looks gross. They're like and this you're is our like, lake, and you're like, I'm it's just, not. That's not a lake. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's more man-made than I don't got it. I was gonna make a blog post. I don't got one. I don't got one. I tried. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. They'll got no jokes today. Yeah, I think. Oh wow, Family Video is older than Blockbuster. What? Yeah, Family Video is from 1978. Oh my god! Wow! 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 Uh, anyone? Yeah, it's still out there. Hey, anyone in Bend, Oregon? If you're listening and you get the Airbnb rental, just like slide us some pictures. We want to see it. Yeah, I just want to see it. I want to know what it's like. I just. It's just, it's cool. So, I wish we could have it, but... I just always miss the cool Airbnb stuff. Like, they did an Airbnb in New York that was the Turtle Lair for TT, and... No. Yeah, it was, and it was another thing, because, like, the Airbnb in Bend, Oregon, it's, like, 20 bucks a night. Like, the TMT one, it was, like, 40 bucks a night or something, and it, you got a pizza party. Um, That's not bad. That's better than a hotel. Yeah, that's, it was very good. It was, it was like a promotional thing for the movie coming out or something, but it was set up like the 80s, like cartoon layer, not like the weird movie layer. Good. And. Yeah, they're like, we know what the people want. And I was like on the site, like the, on, not even the app, I was on the real Airbnb site on my computer, refreshing, waiting for the time. And it was like, it was like 1202 or whatever. And I refreshed and it was like sold out. (laughs) <laughs> forever oh yeah oh god one day Boy. one day i'll get a cool gimmicky airbnb yeah well the grand castle in grandville michigan you know where that oh, is yeah. um has a loosely themed mario airbnb I, I will pay for you to get it we could do the did i send those pictures you to did you? i listen we could record <laughs> in the mario airbnb and do a mario episode <laughs> It's just like it's in the Grand Castle, which if you guys don't live in um, West Michigan, Grand Castle is a giant um, mess of an apartment complex that made of concrete on top of a swamp. That is meant to look like a castle. And you could argue it looks like a castle, but it's also that kind of thing where like, well, it does look like a castle and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I guess it's a castle and it is on top of a swamp and it likely will be. (laughs) It is made. But anyway. It is made of concrete, so it will definitely sink one day. It is it is slabs of solid concrete. They slat it together. Yeah, it it's a nightmare. Look it look up. up Grand, <laughs> but it, so loosely. Look up Grand Castle, and then look up Blockbuster Bend, Oregon, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, so our music today and every day is provided by Freedom Cheryl Studios. You can find them on YouTube. I like every day. Like we, it's our theme song when we wake up. Um, <laughs> you can. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter at Nerd Mysteries. Uh, you can find me, host Austin, on Twitter at Sailor Scott Austin. That's Sailor S C T. You can find me on Twitter at Batman and Sobbin, B A T M A N S O B B I N. Our show is edited and produced by the amazing host Brenda. I forgot to say that last time. Um, props, pro- all That's okay. all props to Brenda for this lovely audio you're hearing. <laughs> Hopefully, there's not too much hammering going on because my dad is installing a sink. And my dog has been barking. Uh, and my cat also <laughs> tried to get out of the basement. You know, just it 
one day I'm going to have a podcasting closet. It's going to be great. It, it's going to be great. I just, that's, that's what keeps me going. The thought of my podcasting closet <laughs> with like the little foam on the walls and my mic set up and no one bothers no me. One. Especially not Angel, <laughs> who I'm angry at. And just like, uh, oh, me? <laughs> yeah, that's, oh my God. So we like redid the floor in my bedroom and now Angel's like, I don't want to be in here. So he's like, Reaching his paw under the door and scratching the floor. <laughs> the new floor. <laughs> and it's vinyl. It's not wood, it's vinyl. Oh, so, no. like, he could fuck it up. And it's like, so I'm like piling. We'll end the episode in a second. So I'm like piling stuff in front of the door to try to keep him. And he's. This cat is incredibly intelligent, everyone. Like, he's such a smart boy. So he's like trying to puzzle out how to, like, I'm like jamming. Like, DVDs under the door, and, like, anything I can think of to try to keep him from reaching under the door and scratching the floor. And watching him puzzle this out, um, he doesn't hiss when he's angry. He hisses when he's, like, frustrated at something. So if there's something that he can't solve, he hisses. So he's, like, trying to, like, figure out how to move the things in front of the door. And he's just hissing to himself as he does it, trying to puzzle it out. Wow. And it's just like, I'm trying to sleep while this is happening, by the way. I found the anyway, the owner I'm angry. the owner of Family Video was talking shit about Blockbuster. So I always do this thing where I look up stuff after the episode, everyone, and this is kind of after the episode. Uh, Keith Hog Hogland, which that's a name, said Blockbuster was failing due to poor decision making as a primary reason. The um, a bunch of people were talking shit. There's like an old executive from Blockbuster that were like, it killed itself. There's someone that's like they. Uh, they're going to be in the Harvard Business Review for how to not run a business. It seems like a lot of people think that uh, when it went over to Dish Network, that Dish just didn't know what to do with it, which makes sense. That feels about right, because that was like 2011-ish. Yeah. yeah. Make, makes sense, because Dish also I mean, has Dish no money. Already... <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dish is already not doing good. Who the hell has a satellite dish in the year of our Lord 2020? Yeah, who has like, a satellite dish in 20... 20... I mean, some people do. Honestly, who had a dish in 20... 20... Like, People with dishes are, again, people that don't have the proper infrastructure in this country, which is not their fault. Like, Dish dish yes. makes sure that some communities just don't get the right cable, so they have to get a dish. Anyway. Yeah, it's like, man, when is infrastructure in this country? <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the episode, everyone. That's the uh, end of the episode. Take some time uh, to think about how terrible our infrastructure is in the United States. <laughs> uh... Until the next mystery. Oh, wait. I have one more thing to say. I hope you didn't turn the episode off. We had someone... (laughs) (laughs) We had someone on Twitter who suggested the name... (laughs) We had someone on Twitter suggest the name Historians for our fans. And I liked it. You're a historian now. What do you think? You, 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 what do you think, historians? What do you think, historians? Historians! Oh my! Historians! Oh like Miss Mister? Yeah, we did it. We fucking brain. <laughs> hey, brain blast! Who was the person that suggested that name? Because they get it. They, wow! I don't remember who suggested that name, but they suggested historians. I, I just came up with historians. Thanks. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's really it. That's, that's it. That's the okay. end of the episode. That's it. See you, historians. <laughs> Bye. We're gonna. You can. Bye. You can actually hit that's stop it. now on your Bye. podcast. <laughs>